2: In my heart, a podcast truly about all the things in my heart and finding our freedoms. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. My next guest can and will change your life. Dan Buettner is a National Geographic explorer, a writer, and the founder of Blue Zones. If you haven't heard, Blue Zones are regions of the world with a higher than usual number of people living much longer than average. Since the release of his awarded 2005 cover story for National Geographic magazine, Secrets of Living Longer, Dan Buettner has continued to spread the word of his work, helping more than 50 American cities reshape their environment for greater health and longevity. From appearances on the likes of CNN, GMA, and the Today Show, to his own Instagram feed, and a drop by Oprah, Dan Buettner won't stop educating us in every way he can, about his Blue Zones research. He's delivered more than 500 keynote speeches. He's the author of the best-selling Blue Zones books from his Blue Zones Kitchens to the Blue Zones of Happiness and his latest, The Blue Zones Challenge, which we're gonna get into. But folks, the happiness begins for us all right here, right now, because Dan Buettner is in my heart.
1: Welcome. Oh, I love being in your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you you for having me.
2: Thank you for coming on. I'm very excited to meet you. I'm sad it's not in person, but hopefully that'll happen sometime soon. But thank you for coming love. on. Your your work and your words are so very important to me and so many others. So I'm very thrilled to be able to help share and, and spread the message.
1: I love you already. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Great. Well, we definitely, aside from doing the a, amazing amount of research that you've done, we definitely walk to, uh, to the beat of the same drum, let's say. Um, I found my passion in, in food and nutrition through um, my own experience trying to help my sick child. So uh, that was understanding that food could really be used as medicine, changed my life entirely and put me on a trajectory out of the fashion industry where I was making clothes and burning our environment up to helping people understand nutrition, uh, longevity, health, and wellness, stacking the odds in our favor against disease and illness. I started a powder, plant-based, I want to say, because it's not pills. It's not gobs and handfuls of pills. But I have a company called Beyond Fresh that I started, which is an organic plant-based system to get people started on understanding how they feel when their body is full of vitamins and minerals and the nutrients that they're not getting from their processed junk food and, and you know, their horrible carbohydrates and they don't understand what a complex carbohydrate is. I mean, we're talking broccoli, not Pringles here. So I, I'm very excited to have you. I, I want to just get started, but I just wanted you to know a little bit of my background, how I came into this. Um,
1: I'd be interested to hear how you changed your child's diet that made her better.
2: Jax was born with, uh, he needed a liver transplant at six months old. Yeah. Oh my God. So we've had some journey with him. Um, So the medicines that save his life are actually helping destroy potentially some of his other organs. So he's on a, uh, since he's a baby, he's on a heavy dose of medicines all the time. So think about his microbiome, you know, think about his gut health. Um, constantly being berated with antibiotics. So how could I stack the odds in his favor? So my work is all about gut health. My work is all about understanding people, getting them to understand that the, the belly is really the brain of the body. And how do we use food as fuel and as medicine, but still enjoying social fun? This is not restrictive. This is, you know, my, my approach is nourishing and I hate diets. I don't believe in them. The only real diet that the only diet that works proven to work forever and ever in a day is a plant-based diet. The rest of them can go out the window as far as I'm I concerned. I totally agree. Yeah. So, and that's We're not a diet. That's page. natural eating.
1: I think we've said it all. I think we can end the podcast right <laughs> now. <It's, laughs> too, bad it? We, too bad we haven't even started <laughs>
2: Let's dig right in, Dan. For, for, those of, uh, for those of the listeners who don't know about Blue Zones and the concept of Blue Zones and how it started, can you just give a, a brief description?
1: Yeah. So something called the Danish Twin Study established that only about 20% of how long you live is dictated by your genes. The other 80% is something else. So instead of trying to find the secret to longevity in a petri dish or a test tube, uh, working with National Geographic, we set out to, in a sense, reverse engineer longevity. So if we could find the demographically confirmed pockets in the world where people are living the longest, they're doing something that, uh, you know, especially these pockets are all uh, melting pots, you know, they don't have special genes or anything like that. If We can find out what they're doing, find the common denominators. We might have a pretty good idea for a formula for longevity. And um, that I captured in those the first book, the Blue Zones, and the cover story for National Geographic. It's really morph, you know. Education is uh, somewhat important to me, but I've continued to work on this idea. It's one thing to know what to do to live a longer life, but it's entirely a different thing to do it for long enough that it makes a difference. Most of my recent work has actually been not so much education, but trying to help people set up their surroundings or their environment. So the healthy choice is the easy choice. And that is the key in these Blue Zones. Um, so we found, to start off with, we found the longest of women in the world in Okinawa, Japan, the longest-lived men, about 11 times more male centenarians there than you'd expect to see in the similar population in the United States. In the highlands of Sardinia, the Noro province, on the island of Ikaria, Greece, we found a, an island where people forget to die, uh, but they also don't develop dementia, or very, very rarely. So they stay sharp to the end. Uh, in the Nicoya Peninsula of Costa Rica, maybe you've heard of, of Nosara or... Um, uh, Samara, uh, the, the um, eastern coast of Costa Rica, you have a population that spends one-fifteenth the amount we do on health care, but they're twice as likely to reach a healthy age 90 than we are in America. Finally, in the United States, we found the longest of people in, uh, in Loma Linda, California, among the Seventh-day Adventists. And remarkably, Heather, no matter where you go in the world and you find people living a long time Largely without chronic disease, they're doing the same things, and many of my books are are um, discovering what those things are, and then my latter books here, especially Blue Zones Challenge, is really about how do you put these things to work in your life for long enough so you don't develop a chronic disease um, and avoid the wrong things for long enough so you don't develop a chronic disease
2: first learned about you a handful of years ago, people still don't know about glue zones and your findings, which I'll summarize is the way forward toward a longer, healthier, fulfilling life. We can live long, but if we're living long with oxygen tanks and, you know, disease and we're decrepit, that's not a fulfilled life, right? We're not fulfilled. But with that summary, I have to discuss right out the gate, the barriers, Dan, that you face sharing your groundbreaking research and findings. I mean, what could possibly stand in your way having found the proverbial fountain of youth? What's the challenge really of getting the message out there? I mean, we've seen the milk mustache campaigns and as cute as they are, let's save the milk for the cows, you know, but all the propaganda, you know, this was built by the dairy industry. Where's the money come from for the eat the right thing and do the right thing to live longer campaign? Let's get started with why that is.
1: Well, we, I mean, the fast food industry or, and, and the uh, processed food industry uh, spends uh, about $11 billion a year advertising the sharpest minds in that Madison Avenue um, to teach us about a certain way to live. And, and the way to make money on food is to take very basic products, things like corn and soy and, and wheat. And add sugar and fat to them, and process them so they're shelf stable. And you, you can, you know, the a, a typical box of sugary cereal probably costs fifteen cents to make, and it costs four dollars. There's a lot of profit in there. There's no profit in beans and broccoli, and very little profit in nuts. I spend zero dollars on advertising. You know, my my. You can Google me. You can see I've I've done hundreds of news stories and i've written for the new york times and wall street journal and and many stories for national geographic and i I have four new york times bestsellers the blue zones approach delivers the promise of 10 extra years but it doesn't deliver it overnight it's not something that you know americans want a quick fix Uh, they want to think they can eat a power food or they superfood or they want to take a pill And expect that to be the the magic bullet. And Blue Zones is really about creating an ecosystem around yourself so that the healthy choice is the mindless choice. But also, happily, the same things that help you get to a healthy age 95 are also the things that make life a joy, that give life purpose and give life richness. So uh, this isn't about keeping your head alive. This is about thriving.
2: Absolutely. So in other words, like we're not going to see a shrink wrap frozen meal labeled blue zones in your supermarket. That is not what this is about. This is not a quick fix. This is not a part of my bullshit silver bullet because that's what we're always looking for. I used to say convenience is killing us, but I was corrected by Dr. Michael Greger because the convenience of quick meals, quick fix, like we're so busy on the go. He reminded me what's more convenient than an apple. So what happens is when you, you know, I've heard you talk before about we're just pummeled with junk food left and right all day long. When you're running through the airport and you're late for your flight, there's not a big produce cart there so that you can grab a couple oranges and apples and fresh bananas. You know, it's just not what we're marketed. So in other words, what what Dan is saying to you guys, you listeners, is. Really look at the blue zones, Google it. Thank God we have the information superhighway. He's got all these best selling books. He's not about a quick fix or silver bullet. He's about scientific research that is showing us how to live a more healthy lifestyle by the choices that we make every day. And those choices, really simply put, and we're going to get into some of the findings that you have because there's definitely some secret, you know. The kind of gold star foods, but really the, the story of your research is about whole foods, complex carbohydrates, right? Enjoying life, having l- love, being lo- love has to be a part of, of your life and connection with people, not just food. So you look at a 365 degree of approach of what your research is. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So in one of my books, the the blue zone solution and somewhat in the blue zone kitchen, two separate books. So if you want to know what a hundred year old ate to live to be a hundred, you have to know what they ate their entire life. You can't just ask them what they've been eating lately. Um, and you can't really ask them what they've eaten their whole life because they don't remember. You know, if I asked you what you had for lunch a week ago, Tuesday, you probably couldn't tell me. So you can't ask a hundred year old what they were eating when they were 20. So working with Harvard University, we collected dietary surveys done in all five blue zones over the last 80 years. So 155 dietary surveys. So we knew exactly what people were eating in 1940 and 1970 and 2000. And there's a process of averaging them. It's called a meta-analysis. And we found when you take all the blue zones over the last 80 years, 90 to 100 percent of their dietary intake comes from whole plant-based food. Uh, And what that breaks down is the the five longevity foods, no matter where you go in the world, you see long-lived people, they are whole grains, corn, wheat, and brown rice, greens, 80 different kinds of greens, tubers, the longest of women in the world until about 1980, 62 thirds of their dietary intake of all the calories they ate per day came from one food alone. That was the purple sweet potato called emo. Uh, That's a superfood if I, um, and it's cheap. Um, Nuts, if you're eating a handful of nuts a day, it's worth about two years. And the all-star, the cornerstone of every longevity diet in the world is beans. If you're eating a cup of beans a day, it's probably adding about four years to your life expectancy over not eating beans at all you'll notice this is a very high carbohydrate diet, but it's not lollipops, it's lentil beans, or as you put it, um, not Pringles. It's it's, yeah, you know. it's
2: complex carbohydrates. Now, let's talk about that for a second, because when, when people who are listening to this, who have read all these diet books and are looking at all these things that they are restrictive, right? Corn and potatoes are two of the number one things that they tell people to stay away from, right? Starchy foods, corn and potatoes. And I want to talk about that a little bit, because- I want people to understand what we mean by corn versus a corn chip. Okay. Right. We're not talking about something that's been processed or broken down. We're talking about corn as a whole grain. Can you explain the difference between a tortilla chip and corn as a whole grain food?
1: Yeah. So I argue the best diet the human species has ever invented is the three sisters been consumed in Mesoamerica for at least 7,000 years. And all it is is, corn, uh, not the kind of corn on the cob, but a different, slightly different species of corn that's been soaked in lye and um, uh, it's whole grain. It's, It's ground up, patted in tortillas and roasted. There's no fat. There's no extra salt. There's no preservatives. There's not a bunch of cheesy flavoring in it. And you, you mix corns with beans. So if you eat a bean taco and you can put some avocado on it, you can put some hot sauce on it. Whenever you have a bean and a grain, and you mix them, you get a whole protein. Amino acids, that's right. All the, 19 amino acids, all the amino acids necessary for human sustenance. Our body makes 11 of them. The uh, extra six uh, come from the beans and the three remaining come from the grain. It's the best. Now it's actually probably not a bad signal to send to a population. Don't eat corn and potato because 95 or 98% of the foods that they'll be confronted with are processed versions of corn and potato. Potato chips, they're no they're not good for you. A whole potato with uh, skin on it, a baked potato, uh, I would argue is a, it falls in the healthy category actually. Right. Um, so, it's when you put
2: a pound of butter on it, and then some cheese, and you think it looks cute to put a little broccoli on there. Now you yeah, think yeah. you
1: have a and healthy meal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then you've taken something healthy and made it a, a, a cardiovascular bomb.
0: With Kizikans free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com/socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Now's the time of year when we start slacking on our new year's resolutions and I get it. Resolutions are hard, but way is here to help us create a healthy scalp and hair routine that we're actually going to want to keep way products for hair care. They're designed for effortless routines that fit you personally. Are you feeling flaky or is your hair looking dull? Way has a product to meet all of your hair care goals. I love the creamy, silky texture and lather of my shampoo. Way products help keep my locks luscious. The leave-in spray conditioner, it's my favorite on-the-spot hydrator, taming frizz and flyaways from color damage and heat. With whey, there is something for every need. Anti-dandruff shampoo fights flakes and soothes the scalp. And the detox shampoo gives both scalp and hair a reset, cleaning away product buildup and more. The scalp serum will balance and hydrate the scalp, keeping your hair stronger and fuller. And who doesn't want that? A healthy head of hair and a hydrated, balanced scalp is something we can all achieve. Because the way to healthy hair starts right here. Go to dot com and use the code INMYHEART for 15% off your entire purchase. That's dot com code in my heart. Now back to my show.
2: Instead of researching diets, research how whole grains are actually made and how you can get a whole grain tortilla. I mean, the stuff that we're seeing when women are making tortillas, they're making a perfect meal between the corn and the beans and then the greens and some type of protein. Mention no animal protein, you guys. So what you're getting out of that food is pure, clean, whole nutrition, and it's not bogged down with saturated fat that you get out of animal proteins or toxins that we're getting or hormones or antibiotics, And I'm not saying I call myself a meat snob, right? So I'm not saying like you can't have like, you know, a Sunday dinner that includes meat, but look at your choices and you better know where the meat is coming from, but then balance out if you're a meat eater with a plethora of plant-based and whole grain options. Is that, I mean, you may, I don't know, are you vegan,
1: Dan? I don't eat meat. I'm vegan, but I eat a little bit of fish. So I guess I technically I'm a pescatarian. Right, but uh, it's so clear in blue zones that they do eat meat, but it's a celebratory food and it's consumed more no more than five times per month. So to your point, it's you know celebratory food on Sunday or there's a wedding. In the blue zone kitchen, this book I wrote for National Geographic that captured a hundred of the authentic recipes. They eat mostly cheap peasant food: beans, grains, nuts, green. They, they know how to take this cheap food and make it soar, make it taste delicious. I argue the most important ingredient in any longevity uh, recipe is taste. Yeah. Uh, because I could tell you the healthiest food in the world is bitter melon or turmeric or, or tofu. But if you don't like those foods, you're not going to eat them. Or you'll force yourself to eat them for a month. Right. The secret is sitting down with your family, going through some good plant-based Uh, cookbooks blue zone kitchen is one of them but there's lots of good ones michael greger has a great one Uh, You brought his name up earlier uh and find a half a dozen recipes that are easy for your family to make and you all love it then we no longer have to tell you this is food that's going to help you live to 100 and stay thin and help avoid cruelty to animals if you care about that or help reduce greenhouse gas emissions if you care about that so. Uh, what most people care about, they don't give a damn about anything else, except what's good t- right now. What What's going to taste good for lunch? What's going to taste good for dinner? And by the way, if you make just a little bit of effort, you can make beans taste more delicious than pot roast. And that, oh, yeah, that's, been my, that's been my mission.
2: Me too. I love that, that you say that. So I eat animals celebratory. Like that's it. That's for me. It's like maybe five times a year. And let me tell you, when I made the change, I changed my diet. I straight up changed my diet, and when I did all the things that Dan just talked about, they were all benefits. They were all bonus. They came naturally with the change of limiting my animal protein intake and finding plant based protein intake. My energy levels, my activity, you know, increased. You know, my mind was clearer. So those are all benefits that you get. So. Although it's quite lovely in Sardinia because I've been there, we don't have to move to Sardinia to understand and enjoy Blue Zones living. That's what you're bringing to us with your books. And that's a good segue to your latest book, which is the Blue Zones Challenge, which I loved reading. It's a four week plan for a longer and better life available now. And with this new book, you are literally offering people the challenge of a lifetime to build a foundation of better nutrition, which will lead to more exercise, which will lead to a stronger social life and extend the average lifetime by years. So, I mean, it's really companion to your number one New York Times bestseller, The Blue Zone. So I certainly recommend both. But let's talk about this book, because after the four weeks, I mean, you have clear cut worksheets. There's journaling prompts. There's of course your recipes that you can then look at um, your blue zones cookbook and and supplement with that, which are easy recipes. You guys, nothing is difficult. Great for families. Great for as Dan says, bringing your family, your kids into it. One pot meals you have. I love those.
1: I'm a science writer. And um, about 11 years ago, I started a business to manufacture blue zone. So we have uh, over 200 people, full-time people, and we had the honor to work in 58 cities. And our approach is not trying to convince. Our biggest city, for example, is Fort Worth, Texas, a million people. There's no way you're going to ever convince a million people, especially in Cowtown, yeah. to eat a plant-based <laughs> diet. So, but our, our approach is not trying to change people's mind because you'll always fail in the in the long run. We change their environments. So we work with city council to adopt policies that favor healthy food over junk food, uh, favor the pedestrian over the motorist, favor the smoke non-smoker over the smoker. We offer blue zone certification for restaurants, grocery stores, workplaces, schools, and churches. So if they'll change their policies and designs to favor natural movement, plant-based eating, living on purpose, uh, socializing. And, I realized in doing this work that I'd never created something for individuals. So the blue zone challenge takes literally 20 years of research and metabolizes it in a four week program. It does help you go whole food plant-based for that four weeks. Uh, But it does, you know, I offer, I think a very compelling argument. You should live eight years longer. You should lose 20 pounds over time. But the main thing is to help you set up your surroundings so it's easy to eat like that. And uh, over the long run, we find changing your environment will work way better than for me scolding you or, you know, over-educating you or offer you some empty promise. Uh, We just offer the nudges and defaults to make it easy.
2: We can live longer, but if we're not living better, right? So who wants to live longer if, you have, if your life is not fulfilling? If you feel crappy every day, if you're socially don't have energy to do things. And, you know, to go back to the beginning of, of the podcast, when I talked about, you know, you found the proverbial fountain of youth. Like, why don't we hear about this on every single, even as much as what you put out there and do, you know, we're, we're not hearing about it because, Big food is what pays, right? You talked about the the beautiful foods that you talked about, like this purple sweet potato, right? I can't wait to try one. I probably have eaten it. I don't even know. I want to now go dig deeper.
1: I think a lot of Americans believe that uh, eating organic produce, they can't afford it. I hear that all the time. And then the second hurdle is, what do I do with it? How do I make it taste delicious? I would argue the cheapest and healthiest food in the world are beans, if you get beans and rice, and there's so many ways to make beans and rice taste good. Uh, there's a Mexican version. There's an Asian version. There's a comfort soul food version of it. And again, when you mix a bean and rice together, you get a whole protein. And if you get an Instapot, I'm a huge fan of the Instapot. I, I don't have any commercial agreement with them, but I use one all the time. Kind of like a crock pot. An instapot. It's like right? a crock pot yeah. on steroids. So. I the Blue Zones challenge has a a dozen recipes where before you go to work in the morning, you put the ingredients in a crock in a a, well, you put them in a crock pot, but mostly an instant pot, put the top on, hit a button. And when you come home, you have a delicious, savory one pot meal that costs less than 75 cents per serving that your whole family's going to love. What could be more convenient than that? The thing is, we're kind of constantly marketed, you know, health food. And that health food tends to be processed and tends to be complex. So, you know, you can make, they can charge more money for it. Some bar or the healthiest food is right in front of us and it's cheap. And it's what the longest of people in the world have been eating their entire lives. And all we got to do is uh, learn how to make it taste delicious. And that information, uh, I think I've done a good job at aggregating it in the blue zone challenge.
2: You have. I was lucky enough to get an advanced copy of your book, and it's literally a four-week guide, and then a, a kind of a year-long sustainability program to help anyone at any time at any age help jumpstart a, a journey to better health and happiness and less stress, a longer life. And you do it with these quick start challenges that you can build. You can build your own blue zones lifestyle around you. So, but let's go through this together. So you and your team of demographers and researchers found that all blue zones there and the the five that we talked about. So we found them in Japan and Greece and Costa Rica, right here in in America and California. So you you share, you call it your power nine, specific lifestyle habits that also are around this. So number one, you guys, I got to just say, it starts with what we're putting in our mouths. We are what we eat. But there's also other things important, like healthy social circles, like eating nuts, right? Eat nuts and have a healthy social circle. You want to have whole grains. You want to have lots of different things. And you call them your nine. Moving naturally. Belonging. Loved ones first. I'm going to read through them. Having the right tribe. Wine at five. Can't wait to talk about that one. The plant slant. The 80% rule. The downshift. The purpose. Can we talk about as it's moving, it's connecting, it's eating wisely and it's having the right attitude, right? Those are your nine. Those are what you found in these regions, right?
1: Right. So you notice a lot of those things, marketers can't package up and sell you. So they they aren't, they're not top of mind for most Americans, but for example, there is very good research that shows that if you can articulate your sense of purpose, you know, why you wake up in the morning, you're clear on your values, what you're good at, what your passions, what you like to do. And there's an outlet that, that for that either at work or in your uh, volunteer life, you live about eight years longer than people without a sense of purpose. We know that if your three best friends are obese and unhealthy, there's a 150% better chance that you'll be overweight yourself. Alcohol abuse and drug abuse are contagious. Uh, loneliness is contagious unhappiness is contagious so blue zones instead of trying to sell you some packaged good or some you know supplement we're going to encourage you to curate your immediate social circle we got this idea from okinawa they have a word there the moai committed social circle and to make sure that you have at least three friends in your immediate circle who number one their idea of recreation is physical activity could be tennis or walking or gardening Number two, um, you can call them on a bad day and they will care. In other words, friends with whom you can have meaningful conversations and aren't just your friends that, yeah, Heather, she's got a great podcast. I'm going to buddy up to her so I can be on her podcast someday. But friends, you can call when you're having trouble with your son's liver issue and and they'll care about you. And then finally, you want at least one friend in your immediate social circle who's going to be a vegan or a vegetarian, because they're going to teach you how to find and make delicious plant-based food. And every time you're around them, you're going to be subtly nudged in that direction, way more effective than trying to get on some diet. So the Blue Zone approach is distilled from the people who are actually making it to 100 without disease, but it's in a way that you can put it to work in your life.
2: Beautiful. I mean, you, one of the things you say about happiness is that most people are misguided or just plain wrong when it comes to what makes us happy. That's I, I agree with that. Tell us more about what that means to you.
1: Well, so, you know, I wrote a cover story for National Geographic on happiness, and I, I've also written, written The Blue Zones of Happiness. And the approach to that book not anecdotal, I managed to get a hold of worldwide survey data that represents 95% of the human population. And through a mathematical overture known as a correlation or regression analysis, I can tell you exactly what characteristics predict happiness. You know, to put it simply, if happiness were a cake recipe, you need food, you need shelter, you need health care. Having the right partner in life is hugely important. Having meaningful work, uh, having the feeling of giving back. These are all measurable in their happiness. Um, Being healthy, health and happiness. If you're happy, it's worth about six years of life expectancy over being unhappy. But the most important ingredient in that recipe, the ingredient with the most statistical strength is where you live. And people don't think of happiness that way. So, you know, we think of positives like I'm going to write an appreciation journal or savoring or or gratitude. I mean, these are all good ideas. And yes, they make you happy, but they only work as long as you remember them. And we don't remember things for more than a few weeks or months. So it's not a very good strategy. On the other hand, When you follow immigrants as they move from unhappy places like Soviet bloc countries and places in Asia and Africa, and they move to the happiest countries in the world, like Denmark or Canada, and then you check back with them a year later and ask them how happy they are, their sex doesn't change, their education level usually doesn't change, their uh, marital status usually doesn't change, their sexual preference doesn't change. The way they eat usually doesn't change much. But within one year, they report the happiness level of their adoptive home, which often means a doubling of their happiness. So very much like I argue in Blue Zones Challenge, in the Blue Zones of Happiness, I show you the the ways to shape your surroundings so you're more likely to be happy. Mm -hmm. Add a new happy friend to your immediate social circle, your chance of happiness goes up by 15%. You have a window that looks out on nature or on water, your chance of happiness go up by 10%. So I I offer a couple, a couple dozen ways to stack the deck. I can't guarantee you'll be happier, but I can tell you how to shape your life so it's much more likely you'll be happy. And that's uh, my general approach to both longevity and, and well-being.
2: I love this beautiful approach because, I mean, when you think about it, I know we all know really inside, we have this inner voice that if we like just pause enough to listen to it, it tells us what we're doing wrong. It tells us what's bad for us. It tells us, you know, a lot of times if you listen and I know the things that cause toxicity in my life. You know, I know the things like sometimes when I, the news, for example, you know, watching the news, I had to change my old way of, you know, my habits, my old habits about turning the television on in the morning to listen to the news. I changed that because I would be like, ugh, all the time. I was like, ugh. Like I was so affected by the news that I finally had to wake up and be like, just don't turn it on. Go find your own source of news that you, you know, that you can rely on, that you can trust or whatever it is. But this is not benefiting you what? because you want to be, you know, up with the here and now. so. If you listen, maybe, by the way, if you don't like where you live, if you don't look out your window and see nature and wish you could, then you have to ask yourself those tough questions. You also share lessons in these books. So you can start with reading Dan's book. He's done all the work, right? Dan, you've done all the research. I mean, this is over 20 years of work that you're compiling into these fountain of youth guides and and ways to stack the odds in our favor for health and fulfillment. So I can't say enough about what you do in your work. I'm a huge fan. I have goosebumps just when you came on. I love that you had the other book coming out. It was such a great opportunity for me to bring you to light. But I just want to, before I let you go, I want to talk about your Blue Zones projects because you are moving through cities. And how I found you was in Naples, Florida. I was opening a health spot in Naples, Florida. And if you look at the Blue Zones, no, it's not one of the five But what what Dan is doing is he's shaping environments. So I want people who are interested in their own communities to better their own community. These are literally guides. Can you talk a little bit about the projects and how people can find them or lean into them for their own communities if they want
1: to? Yes, they're pretty involved. But at the end of the day, they're always publicly endorsed. The mayor and the city council and chamber of commerce and superintendent of schools and the big CEOs. Uh, They all have to tell us they want it. So we get them a point. And then we usually get hospital systems or insurance companies to pay for it. And uh, in a city like Naples, we have a full-time staff of seven people there who systematically visit every restaurant, every school, every grocery store, every workplace, every church. And we offer them Blue Zone certification to shape their environment so that when people enter them, they're not confronted by junk food they're nudged into movement they're they're encouraged and 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 supported on their purpose journey and they're socializing with the healthier people city council there naples has undergone a tremendous metamorphosis away from just roads built for automobiles but also roads built for humans so there are bike lanes and walking and what nice wide sidewalks and trees there now and you know you can raise the physical activity level of an entire city by twenty percent by just making it walkable and bikeable, instead of the folly of thinking we're going to give people free gym memberships and then people you know use them three times a month. You know it's just not the way it works. So um, like I said, we've been in fifty-eight communities. Fort Worth, Texas is our biggest. The whole island of Hawaii. We have taken this blue zone approach. We have lowered obesity rates by fifteen percent in some cities and. Fort Worth, they save about a quarter of a billion dollars a year in lowered healthcare costs, not by trying to pester people or convince them to change their diet or get more exercise, but shaping their surroundings so they're mindlessly nudged into healthier behaviors subconsciously. Right. Now, I, I'm not even a fan of the word habits because it's really hard to get people to change their habits but it's really easy to get people to change their environment and that can have a much bigger impact
2: and their choices the choices that they make and i I ask that you lean into, as a choice, Dan Buettner and his books in the Blue Zone, because instead of five-star ratings on restaurants, we need to start to see Blue Zones ratings. Those are the things, that's the way that he's leaning into us. So I certainly hope that you'll lean into him and buy his books and look at his books and bring them into your community if you're actionable members of your community. They're here. He's here to help us. I know for a fact that if you DM him, he'll answer you. He's there for the community of this great country that we live. These are choices that we're going to make that will last through generations. It took us a minute to get here, you guys, right? When you talk about the eating habits from the 50s and the 40s compared to where we are today. So we can undo some of the propaganda and some of the things that have happened to us. Dan, outside of helping us all get healthier and sharing your research, how do you find your freedoms? What are the most important things that you want to share about your life? What lessons can you teach us about finding freedom?
1: Number one, live in a walkable community. Nothing shackles us more than having to get into our car every time we want a cup of coffee or visit a friend. I'd say number two, pay really close attention to the three friends. I wouldn't tell you to dump your friends who are unhealthy, but I will tell you that building a social circle around yourself will have the biggest measurable impact on your health, people who move and who who eat well. Get clear on your sense of purpose take a little time to think about your values, what you're good at, what you like to do, and an outlet for them. And I know from Gallup data, only about 30% of Americans find purpose at their work. That means there's 70% of us out there phoning it in. And if you can't get it in your job, find a volunteer or, or a hobby outlet for that sense of purpose. I can't emphasize that enough. I have found great freedom in being very queer on my sense of purpose and I live it every day and I live it in my career and I love it and and, uh, it makes life a joy to not wake up and have to go to work. I get to wake up and do things like talk to you. Things that you love are (laughs) your work. That's right. Do what
2: you love. That's one of the things I always say. Do what you love and you're going to love what you do.
1: And never work a day in your life. (laughs)
2: I love that. Well, Dan, for those people who don't already follow you, Blue Zones, Blue Zones, Blue Zones. There's so many.
1: Actually, it's uh, my uh, Instagram is at Dan Butner. Yeah. If anybody has questions, I'm happy to uh, answer them. If you direct message me, I'm good at it, and I like yes. it. Yes. So.
2: so his Instagram is at Dan Butner. You can find his books anywhere books are sold. He's on the New York Times bestseller list. His newest book is a challenge that is here to help us, and I am taking it. I'm going to do the year because I keep wanting to better myself and involve myself. And I applaud you. I appreciate you. This is my standing ovation to you. Dan, be your, please, your continued work and efforts. Please keep shining your light and bringing this information to the masses who need it so much. You're so admirable. Thank you so much. I love, I love, I love this kind of stuff. We're doing the good thing. Let's help try to keep America on the upswing. We need to get to the president's office. So like, what are you doing with the government? Are you doing anything with the administration with Blue Zones?
1: I do. Well, I'm very good friends with the Surgeon General, Vivek Murphy. But, um, you know, I find you, get, uh, you can get a lot more done working with local governments than you can with federal governments. So right. the local governments have so much power to change things now that yeah. you'll never get done in Congress. So, I, I you know, I'm very happy with, Working with local government.
2: Right, that's good to know. I live in New York City, but I also live in the Berkshires. I don't know if you've ever been to the Berkshires of Massachusetts, but it's it's a definitely a progressive community when it comes to regeneration, regenerative farming, a lot of farm love to it. table restaurants. Like we've been doing it for you know fifty years here, and we're not blue zones, so I'm going to get started on that right away. So you're going to be hearing from me up in the Berkshires because we need you.
1: I love it. All right. Well, it's been really a joy, Heather. Anytime I can help, you know where to reach me and keep up the good work you're doing and making people's lives better.
2: Thank you, Dan. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. This is In My Heart. Be sure to download us and stream us wherever you get your podcasts, because we're going to be there.
1: Thank you. Love you, Heather. Thank you. And thank you to everybody who took the time to listen to us.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old.